Perak Tezayin Mishnahay. The Mishnah discusses the extent of the rabbinic dispensation as regards the lowered standards of testimony that applies in the case of a woman whose husband's whereabouts are unknown. But the Rabbanit said that we don't apply the regular rules of evidence as far as what kind of testimony is required to establish that her husband has died to permit her to remarry. The Mishnah explains how far the dispensation goes. And that is that a filu shama min hanashim omros meis ish ploni dayo. Even if all we have is a witness who comes in and says, "I heard some women saying so and so died," that would be good enough. I mean, even though it's hearsay, he's saying what another witness said. Normally, that's not accepted, and the person he's quoting is herself not qualified normally to testify. Women normally can't serve as a witness, and she wasn't even you know, saying this. Officially, as testimony, this person's coming to Bezin and just uh, quoting a woman's conversation how she mentioned how so-and-so died, even this would be good enough to permit the woman who was married to this man to remarry. On the reliance that uh, Daiko Mintzava, surely she will do her due diligence, investigate the matter until she is convinced that her husband indeed has died. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Rabbi Yehuda says, in addition, Afilu Shama even if the hearsay testimony is that this person, the witness, heard children saying how uh, we just returned from a eulogy, this funeral of so-and-so, they were describing with some real details how they were eulogizing so-and-so and they buried him, even that would be good enough. So even though we're dealing with your minors who obviously are not normally accepted as witnesses, and again, this applies, this will be sufficient. Regardless of whether the original source of the account was saying this as actual testimony, he was trying to verify, yes, this really happened. Even if the person was just mentioning this casually, that would be good enough. However, the mission presents another time and makes a distinction that if the person being quoted is Jewish, then then we accept that the hearsay testimony, even if the originator of the account was actually saying this to testify, he wanted to affirm and make this account state for the record that so-and-so died. So Rabbi Bava here clearly considers this factor as a potential reason not to accept the testimony. We'll see why. Rabbi Bava says that if the hearsay testimony is a quote from a Jewish person, then that's accepted, that's enough to permit the woman to remarry, whether the original source of the testimony was saying it in the manner of testimony or not. Even if he was saying it in the manner of testimony, then that will be accepted. He says, Whereas, However, the original source of the testimony was a non-Jew. The Allah is, if he was saying it as a witness. Like for the record, he was trying to establish that this person, this Jewish man, died. He is not believed. Because when it comes to a non-Jew, there is a concern that maybe he is lying. Hence, if we could see that his intention is to have this fact established that so-and-so has died, then we do not believe him. In spite of you know, how much we're lenient, it comes to Mishumiguna, we lower the rules of evidence, but if it's a non-Jew who's giving the testimony in the capacity of a witness, then he's not believed. However, if a non-Jew 
was uh, quoted. Witness tells us how a non-Jew was casually saying, he mentioned in conversation how so-and-so died, meaning it's clear that the non-Jew wasn't trying to state this for the record, then that testimony is believed. So we see how this issue, this factor of was the person trying to actually testify can cut both ways. And that is that if the issue is, as we have in the case of a non-Jewish witness, that we actually don't trust him, we think maybe he's purposely lying, well then the purposeness, the deliberateness of the testimony cuts against believing him. And we indeed don't if he's a non-Jew. Whereas if the issue is that the person is simply not normally qualified to testify, not responsible enough, let's say a child, then the factor of you know, the person's intention was the other way, where if the person was officially trying to state this for the record, then we're more likely to believe him. And essentially, if the person is Jewish, then no matter what, we believe him, even if it's hearsay, even if this is a person who normally is not qualified to serve as a witness in Besden.